Welcome to Digimon Chronicles. This is your host, MJ. I'm an author, I'm an artist, I'm an analyzer, but I do not want to get bogged down in talking about who I am. I'm here to talk about Digimon Seekers. Chapter 1-1 is out right now. Chapter 1-2 is out right now as well, but I'm going to release each chapter as its individual file, and I will do a short amount of talking about my thoughts and perspective on the content of the story as it goes on. I'm not sure if I'll do those as separate episodes or if I'll just have them combined. If anybody has any strong feelings either way, they can let me know. I'll do one this time and I'll do the other the next time and we'll see how that goes. So, <clears throat> getting right into it, this is Chapter 1 of Digimon Seekers. Part 1. Chapter 1, Part 1. A.G. Wolf of the Ninth Avenue. A wireframe T-Rex runs. A Tyrannosaurus Rex. A carnivore reptile that reigned over the land of the Cretaceous period about 67 million years ago. The largest was 13 meters long and weighed 9 tons. It's a dinosaur. But it is a bit different from the fossil-based scientists' imaginings. It is much smaller than the T-Rex, and yet its forelegs are remarkably developed, and it has three claws and its three claws are sharp enough to crunch the flesh of its prey. Tyrannomon, mature, dinosaur type, data species. Its wireframe body is covered with skin textures and mapped to bring about additional texture. Red T-Rex-like creatures run. They were herding together. One chasing prey, one stalking, one waiting. A coordinated group hunt based on advanced intelligence. Their prey is trapped. They drive it deeper and deeper into the tunnel. When the claws of the approaching Tyrannoman finally catch its prey, POW! ROAR! With an ear-splitting roar, a huge square object passes by at breakneck speed. It's a subway. A wireframe train. All that the Tyrannomon dodging the train can see is vermilion, the color of the line that marks the route. On the destination display, there's a mysterious string of characters that looks familiar, but is in an unknown language. It's not an ancient jungle, but a concrete underground space constructed with line drawings. The three Tyrannomon once again resume their chase after their escaping prey. They turn off at a branch in the tunnel and go deeper underground. Splash! The sound of a foot in water. The end of the road leads to a vast sewer system. The area is so dark that not even the tips of their outstretched fingers can be seen. But the Tyrannomon are aware of their surroundings. The smell of filth from the stagnant winds. The footsteps of prey fleeing through the canal. In other words, the very air around them. Grrr! The Tyrannomon lying in wait screams. Suddenly a tornado forms and the resulting whirlpool of water columns sends the Tyrannomon flying. The off-balance Tyrannomon falls backward into the waterway, its belly exposed. Fusha! A follow-up shockwave from close range delivers a powerful but unexpected finishing blow. The Tyrannomon is silenced by its prey's counterattack, and the wound on its red skin... <laughs> There's an error here, and I can't read it because text is overlapping. Yeah, I got nothing. Sorry. I'm going to move on from there. 
A pop-up billboard, so there's a break. A pop-up billboard, a 3D digital signage advertisement. A kabuki-like store mascot with a strong kabuki accent wearing a black bear on its face is advertising a new burger with four times more meat than any other burger on the market. I wonder if there are no good part-time jobs to be had. <clears throat> Agent Nagasumi takes a seat on the second floor of the fast food restaurant and lingers around with a drink he got with a coupon. With smartphone in hand, he skims through the topics on the social networking site Grimm. Grimm is a pan-global communication tool. In addition to the basic, basic short message, voice chat, video, and live streaming functions, there are various communities based on group channels. The total number of users is probably the highest among all social networking sites. The most distinctive feature is that it also serves as a financial tool, using the proprietary cryptocurrency DC, Digicoin, forming a single economic zone. However, it's also half illegal. Grimm is a must for freelancers like AG who are looking to make money as it serves as a venue for information gathering, private sales, and crowdsourcing. Grimm is essentially a networked republic based on a new set of values, so to speak. The scale of its economy is such that it now threatens the real world's major powers. The hurdle for a breeder is a high one. I guess that capturing collectors is the quickest and easiest way to make money, but if you want to be a full-time hunter, you need to have a sales channel with customers. A black Agumon? 100 million DC for the capture? AG decides to go for it. Agumon is the name of a type of data traded by code crackers like AG who frequent grim network of undocumented workers. <clears throat> Agumon Black must be intact. Organism. The dinosaur-shaped silhouette is accompanied by a description and a note about the recruitment. 100 million DC is more than 100 million yen, right? That's more money than AG can imagine, probably enough for him to live for 10 years without working. However, when he looks at the replies to his original comment, he immediately gets worked up. All of them are either abusive, prankish, or just begging for money. Grimm is a lawless place. It's the network equivalent of a dumpster fire. Ugh... Maybe this is some kind of urban legend. 100 million isn't realistic, and if it were black, it wouldn't be an Agumon. Gah, my Tyrannomon number three. He unintentionally raises his voice. A group of high school students on the same floor glance at Eiji. Until last year, Eiji, like them, is wearing his high school uniform. They are chatting among them, amongst themselves, enjoying their days with no goals, no worries about the future, and no real sense of purpose. A.G. stops swiping his phone and touches another gadget on the table with his other hand. It is palm-sized, with a monochrome LCD screen and control buttons. At first glance, it looks like an electronic toy. On the screen is a so-called dot image of a deformed dinosaur-like creature, Tyrannomon. That's the name that's displayed, but this one has fallen and it has an X in its eyes. I was so busy looking for a part-time job that I blew all my money on it. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Eiji hits his own head repeatedly. The other two Tyrannomon, number one and number two, look at him from the tiny black and white screen, one after the other. They look troubled, as if they're waiting for instructions. You can do it because I can't afford to lose anymore. Eiji operates the gadget and replaces the downed Tyrannomon with another one. If you can't capture the target, no food for you. Or rather, if you don't capture it, no food for me for a month. They all seem to think him strange for being so excited about the game. 
The high school students raise their eyebrows and shift in their seats. But this isn't a game. It's not a form of play. AG is a code cracker. A hacker is a person who possesses outstanding computer-related skills. Code crackers are hackers who are willing to engage in illegal and gray area activities. Tool settings. Capture. Reassign target to Modoki Betamon. You'll pay for underestimating A.G. Nagasumi, a.k.a. Cracker Fang. Execute command and go. With a click, he presses the execute button. The Tyranimon on the monochrome LCD screen disappears somewhere. They've got a job to do. The AI will capture the prey as specified by the tool. After downing the drink in the paper cup, A.G. begins to read Grimm again. That is the end of part one of chapter one of Digimon Seekers. <clears throat> so, uh, I think this is interesting so far. Uh, I had a little bit of trouble, <clears throat> excuse me, excuse me, reading straight from the website. And uh, because there are some places where text kind of overlaps and collapses onto itself, I'm sure it's a problem with the Japanese to English uh I've heard this is machine translation, which is kind of funny considering it's Digimon and that's all about, you know, digital monsters and stuff like that. Um, I, yeah, see, I even, I even toggled a setting on here to help fix it, but that didn't help. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyway, I don't quite know what the issue is with some of the text, but there is a simplified text option too that I could use that I don't actually think is going to help. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's too bad, but it's okay. Um, I don't really care about how it's being distributed. It's very cool. It's very novel, <laughs> novel that it's being distributed like this. And I think that's great, but I'm not going to hold it. I only have praise for the fact that they're doing this. I think this is really cool. And so far the story is interesting. It's a little confusing. Um, it's funny. The, the part with the Tyrannomon chasing, chasing the, uh, whatever their prey was, <laughs> in, I assume, the digital world. It's very unclear uh, what the prey was, which, you know, there's a little bit of an air of mystery there. You know, AG seems to be using them to acquire some sort of code thing that he needs, uh, and that's part of his job. So that's kind of cool that there's this whole, like, different world. It's this, you know, digital republic with its own cryptocurrency and uh, its own economy that's, like, endangering, you know, actual countries or whatever, um, which... I mean, the idea that it's endangering them is a little frustrating because, um, well, I guess that's, I guess it, it's true in a way. It's just that there's, uh, there's an idea of, you know, technology and, and there's an idea of disruption in technology and in markets and in ecosystems. And that disruption is usually good because while, uh, people are like certain positions are displaced, um, people or organisms will shift over to doing something else that works for them and it's it, it seems like disruptions are ultimately mutually beneficial so the fact that uh that's not the perspective being shared here i'm okay with um i'm sure it'll develop as it goes on you know I, I noticed in the the key art and some of the background information on this that there are these people who are from this uh like digimon crime police force or whatever and uh, I wonder if they're going to factor into like these gray market activities or if they'll be used to kind of combat this emerging economy on the behalf of people who are in power and who would like to see uh, their system of power not threatened and, and preserved. And they'll, you know, crack down and 
marginalize and call people criminals who are just doing things a different way as opposed to being actual criminals. I don't know. Interesting. <clears throat> this is definitely the most uh, off-tone or, or differently toned uh, Digimon story I've ever experienced. I have watched uh, the first four seasons of the anime. I didn't really watch Savers or Frontier. Or not. No, those are different. Uh, Scanners or Satan. Well, no. I always keep messing up. Whatever the one is with Marcus where he punches the Agumon and there's the different Agumon. I didn't really watch that one, so I couldn't say anything about it. But, um, I, so I don't know how that compares. I think that one has a little bit more of an adult tone. There's this organization that's like, you know, paramilitary or whatever. And, um, it definitely seems like this one is going to have a more adult tone. And like, you know, the, uh, I've only experienced the dub, so I can't say how much the subversions or the you know original Japanese versions have a more adult tone. And I'm not saying this is not kid-friendly. It's just... This is kind of beyond the scope of what your average kid would know. But then again, this is the 25th anniversary project, so I guess that makes sense that they would do it like that. But uh, I just kind of find it interesting um, that this is what they're going with. Uh, but overall, I do like it, and I'm intrigued by the setup of the story so far. So you've got this digital economy, digital landscape, digital... Uh, everything, you know, digital world, and, uh, you know, this character's, you know, trying to live within it, and I, I do find it interesting that he's, like, um, so desperate that he needs these jobs to, to pull through for himself, so, I don't know, um, having AGB desperate and having his, like, livelihood and whether or not he's going to eat based on whether or not he can do this stuff in this gray market is kind of interesting, because it begs the question, why isn't he just doing a normal job, especially if he has the skills that he doesn't need to be a cracker, I think they call it. Which, that's not a very nice term, is it? Um, like, why is he doing that instead of doing something legitimate with his um, computer skills? I don't know. It's hard to say. But I'm definitely uh, interested. AG doesn't seem... I mean, if he thinks he's dealing with code only, or if just he's dealing with, you know, digital information, uh, it would make sense why he would seem so callous towards the Digimon, and I'm wondering if there's some sort of, you know, emergence of the Digimon into the real world. I, I imagine that's what's going to happen, and how that will change his perspective on them. So, um, it'll be kind of interesting to see somebody who's going from, you know, using these things as tools to seeing these things exclusively as tools and using them as tools to seeing them as, you know, real entities, real beings that he has to, um, you know, come to terms with how he's going to deal with them. I think that'll be really interesting to, to see. So those are my thoughts initially. Um, oh, I did want to clarify one thing. The part where the Tyrannomon were chasing whatever it was in the subway system, uh, I assume that's in the digital world or in some digital landscape. The writing there seemed really weird and it seemed a lot more, uh, it seemed like very technical or like cold, distant. Uh, and then the writing with AG in the cafe or whatever um, seemed a lot better. And that's good. But, uh, it almost seemed stilted in the, the first section. And, um, I don't know if that trend will continue. I guess we'll find out as we continue to read more of Digimon Seekers. So anyway, I'm going to go ahead and stop here. Uh, those are my initial thoughts on part one of chapter one of Digimon Seekers. I will be continuing to follow this and putting it out there for you good folks, um, so that you don't have to read it. I like audiobooks, and, uh, I thought, you know, this is a good opportunity. I should do a audio thing with this and uh, share it with people. So you can go to mjmunners.com to find all my other work. And uh, I don't have anything about Digimon on there right now, but I do have things from other things that I'm fans uh, a fan of. Um, and uh, this is actually kind of a soft launch for Digimon Chronicles, my Digimon podcast, where I will talk about the stories of Digimon 
because I can, <laughs> because I can. And, uh, after the, I, I won't, uh, I won't go crazy. Well, anyway, my, my releases will probably be sporadic. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, they will happen and I'll have to think of some clever way to do it. And I don't know what the release schedule of this, uh, Digimon Seekers novel is so far. There are already two episodes out one for the third and one for the fourth. Um, so I don't know if this whole first week of April is going to have releases or if it will be the whole month of April or, or what. Um, but again, we'll see and I'll be back next time. And, uh, yes, that's it. So I'm going to go ahead and get out of here. Thank you for your time and attention. I hope you enjoyed that. Go to mjmunoz.com to leave any questions, comments, or other feedback you might have. There you can find all of my analysis, art, and fiction. I cover books, tokusatsu, comic books, anime, and more. Look around. You're sure to find something else that you'll enjoy as well. This has been a Story Over Everything production.